you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We have an opportunity and an honor today with us is uh, David and Aaron Jeffries. Let me give you a little bit of background. So many of you know, you've heard me speak before about Pastor Dave Moroz, his wife, Kathy, were church planners in Germany. We got to Germany just in time to meet these folks and spent three years with them there in the church. And Aaron is actually Dave and Kathy's daughter. So um, over the years, we've got to meet Dave, David, and uh, we've got to meet Aaron through Dave and Kathy. And so we're pretty excited about that. Let me tell you a little bit about what they're doing now and why this is so cool and so relevant. So God has put them together where they, um, these folks were married and then divorced, and then back to being married. And we want to hear their story and how God redeemed their marriage, put everything together, did things in their life. These are people that will share with you freely. Uh, you can look them up. Uh, they have a, uh, a page here on Facebook called Family Fit Ministries. Also, the ministry they travel a lot with is carried married, is called Married for Better. Uh, these are the types of folks who go out and they do uh, like marriage seminars, beach type of things. Those things that we do and we go to, I, I would highly recommend them for that. So saying all that, why don't you folks introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what's going on. Yeah, man, it is so good to uh, just to be with you and to share and and uh, uh, just to share our story, and but what we always say is it really isn't our story, uh, it's God's story, yeah. and uh, we just want to make Him known through it. But um, but yeah, uh, David and Aaron with Family Fit Ministries and Married for Better, and um, and and we're just uh, we're just super excited, and it was good to see y'all this past weekend too at, at a local um, absolutely uh, conference. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, I don't know if you caught what Doug said, but he said we were married and then divorced and then married again. And when we started out over 20 years ago, mm. that's not the journey that we thought we were going to take, was it? Yeah, no, it, it wasn't on our radar at all. In no. fact, we were both raised in homes where the divorce word was never used mm -hmm. and wasn't acceptable right. and therefore wasn't something that we had that we had on our radar or would plan for ourselves. No, no. You know, we met in college, 1999, right? That seems like yesterday. <laughs> but it was a long time ago now. So we met in 1999, and uh, we both wanted to be in full-time vocational Christian ministry. And so that was our heart's desire. We, we met, and then we got married our junior year in college, and— Right after we graduated, we stepped full force into the ministry. Yeah, we just you know stepped right into a full time uh, youth pastor position, serving a just a great local church, and um, you know we thought we thought we had the world by the tail. You know, here we were, early twenties, married, loving life, uh, in ministry, and and we thought that that's what it would always be like. And uh, little did we know what what life holds, you know, and, and, uh, and both of us come from good Christian, good, solid Christian homes, Christian school, Christian college. And, uh, so we probably were a little, um, I would say probably a little sheltered from 
a lot of what the world would offer. And five years of marriage and two kids later, we we kind of found out what what the world had to offer and what scripture, you know, when it says sin is fun for a season and that, you know, we, we kind of found out what that was like. And we also found out that the destruction that it holds into your family and into your marriage. Yeah. And one of the things that we really talk about often as we share our story is that we were in a place of serving others so intensely. And that was what we believe that God had called us to do, but we weren't ministering to each other as a husband and a wife. And we had kind of put that on the back burner. And so then for me, my part of the story is as kids came and then all of a sudden I was not ministering with him outside of the home. Mm -hmm. Yes, I had my kids, but Satan kind of, you know, he blinded me to those kids I had in my house. I saw that as more of a burden than a ministry. And I just kept looking at what I couldn't do because I couldn't go to all the things with the teens and and all the activities that we were doing together. All of a sudden it was you and then it was me. Mm. And man, Satan, he will deceive you in a second. So I remember after I had my second daughter, even while I was pregnant with her, I began to really despise the things that you were doing. They began to put like a seed of bitterness in my heart. And because we didn't communicate about that, it just began to build and take root Mm -hmm. for a couple years before it actually came out in our marriage. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. You know, I'm thinking of the verses you guys are talking, live joyfully with the wife or husband whom thou lovest the days of life. You guys lost the joy, I guess, is what you're telling me, somewhere along Mm -hmm. the way between the work and uh, the ministry and, you know, the work at home and all that, you lost your way. Yeah, and Doug, I know you have a lot of pastors and and, and people in ministry that listen, uh, you know, to to this podcast. And one of the things that I always say when when I'm I'm speaking to that group or in that room is this, that, you know, I went through full, you know, seminary training and and graduated the Bible degree and ready for ministry. And I sat underneath pastors and, but no one ever, I learned all the, I learned all the doctrines and I learned all of the, the, the ways to grow a church and, and all of the things of evangelism and all of that. But no one ever, no one ever taught us as as students getting ready to embark into the ministry, that our family was our greatest ministry. Mm. And, and it's, it's not their fault of what happened to us, but I see that that is a, a huge gap. And when I look back, I thought, man, what if I'd have been challenged with that thought when I was 20 or 21, rather than realizing the reality of that when I was 28 or 29? Yeah. Yeah. And we really hadn't, we didn't feel like we had anybody we could reach out to even when we started to see struggles. And so if there's, like David said, pastors or or pastors wives will listen to this, reach, you have to reach out for help if you see something going on in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we kept silent for so long and then silent from each other. And that is how Satan, Satan snuck his way in because he made everything look so good outside of our marriage. And then for me, you know, it was the part where I stepped out in my marriage and I decided that, 
the things of God and this what I had grown up to to know and to believe weren't what I thought they were. And Satan mm-hmm. said, "That's that's not what you want. That's that's uh, you know, look what it's brought you. It's brought you a marriage that's not full of joy and life, and you're you're alone. And what kind of life is this? God wants you to be happy and have fun. Mm-hmm. And so I I sought that for several years of my life. Wow, wow. So now I, you know, this begs the question for me as people are listening. What were the signs? I mean, just going, not meaning to go backwards, and I appreciate you guys' honesty, uh, but you're saying, you know, we had all this stuff going on. Yeah. Were, there, were there signs you look back at and say, man, these were road signs we should have saw? So for me, I I look back and I think that I probably had postpartum depression. That was one. But I thought that that was something I shouldn't. You know, that's 20 years ago. Things have changed now. But I just thought that's something that really a Christian shouldn't struggle with. So again, I kept silent. And then we always go back to the word communicate, even on little things that Hey babe, can you come home earlier instead of staying at doing this? I need communicating with your spouse the smallest needs and how you can serve each other. That's where we saw the breakdown start when we stopped communicating our needs to each other. Yeah, and and I would say that we both were really good at upholding the the appearance that we wanted other people to see, mm-hmm. and and we often do that um, in, in in ministry, I believe, and. We were we were really good at that, and and so I was really good at leading in all the areas at the church and leading a Christian school and coaching ball teams, and she was really good at appearing to be a happy wife and and a happy mom, and the reality was that she wasn't happy at all, but because I was so really married to the ministry at the time that I didn't realize it. And we didn't talk about it. We didn't. We didn't know how to talk about it, um, but we did. We were not intentional about about communicating our thoughts, needs, feelings, and desires. And you know, we were great at communicating on surface level, but really, to take it deeper is is where the gap started to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so then, you know, we we uh, ended up separating and then divorced. Uh, for seven and a half, almost eight years. Um, and we thought that was going to be our story, but God had a different plan. And hold that thought right there. Folks, I know this is real interesting, but we got to let the radio stations do what they do with this broadcast. And we'll be back with you just in a couple seconds. But if you're like me, I think your mind is probably turning and wanting to learn more. In just a second, you will learn more. Hang with us. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So we get to the point, I, I guess, Aaron, as you were just closing that up, you got to the point where there was separation, uh, there was a divorce, and I mean, this is obviously, uh, I don't know if this is a period we go right back to where you reconcile, but just out of curiosity for you both, what's happening during these seven and a half years you spoke of? Well, I'll, I'll go first for a quick minute. I, for me, it really was uh, seeking what I thought 
I, I wanted out of life. And I just didn't believe everything that I had been taught, that I had been raised on. I just didn't even believe that was true. Um, I went through a season where I didn't even know if God was real. Like, this this couldn't be real because look what's going on in my life. It was just, just here and then death. And God really used three years in my life. Um, he brought me back after three years. But he the thing that he used were my girls. It's crazy. You know, I was not going to church, not around anybody who really believed in Jesus. And he said, it was just like God said, you need to take your girls to church. Even if you don't want to go, they need to be in church. So I started taking them. And I know God can speak to you anywhere. But for me, man, I was raised in the church and it had a special place in my heart. And he used that to start um, breaking down my walls and barriers. And then, um, you know, got my life right and confessed my sin and started pursuing God again. And (laughs) it's so funny. It's when I started pursuing God that David came back into my life unexpectedly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And as that time was, was happening, of course, when, when I found out that she had, that she had stepped out and that she was unhappy, kind of all blew up all at one time. And, and uh, the first, my first reaction was, my first reaction was, I'm, I'm getting ready to lose my ministry. And it, it wasn't even necessarily about, about our family. And I look back and that was, that was so selfish, but that's where, that's really kind of where our heart was. And it, and it is just a vivid reminder today of if we aren't careful and put, put the right things in the right priorities that that our home can be and our marriage can be turned upside down so fast mm-hmm. yeah and and so initially i was like you can't you can't leave we're we're on church staff you know she was directing the choir and i was a youth pastor and like you can't leave and then when it all really started to become reality um i i think that there was there was some anger and really bitterness that God had to deal with me on. But, but God really just began to teach me lessons of, you know, that I had a part in that as well, where, where maybe hers to everyone else was maybe more outward. I knew that mine was more inward and, and that I had contributed to uh, a lot of the feelings that she was feeling. And so God had to really use, use that and, and break me of that. And bring me to a place to where I just, and I remember coming to this place where I just had to release her. And I just had to say, God, if it's just me and you for the rest of, for the rest of my life, I want to be at a place where that's, where, where I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to come through this better than I was when I walked into it. And, and it was about that time that God really began to use Ephesians 525 in my life. To, to love her like Christ loved the church, even though at that time she wasn't my wife, you know, we, we had um, signed divorce papers and, and all of that. But yet when we stray from Christ, he still chastens us and he still, he still comes after us. And God really began to use that verse in my heart and in my life for how I should be pursuing, how I should be pursuing her. And, uh, and so as God was working in her heart, he was working in my heart as well. And, um, 
it really is just a, a, a work of, of God, of how he began to just reunite our hearts together. Um, almost six years, six and a half years after initially being apart. And then just shy of eight years being apart, we were remarried. Wow. Wow. What a story. So I guess I got to go back and, you know, thinking, thinking of everything you just covered in those seven and a half years. So obviously during that time, you still have two children. You're running, yep. you're running into each other, I guess, at sporting events, uh, holidays. <laughs> I, I, I mean, am I wrong? Are you guys like seeing each other every week? I mean, how, how is all that uh, <laughs> playing out here? Yeah, so we did. We lived in a really small town, and um, we both made a commitment to each other uh, that we would uh, be amicable or mm. kind in front of each other, and we both made a commitment that we would not talk ugly in front of our kids while they, you know, even if the other spouse wasn't, the other ex-spouse wasn't around, we really um, didn't want that to affect our relationship with them. So we, we did, we, 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 we honored that. And I think it has helped as we've come together because I, our girls haven't looked at, you know, they haven't looked at David or me in a way of hatred or anything like that, because we did not uh, do that when we were apart. And I think that was a, a protection from God because he knew what was going to be coming years later. Yeah. We look at so much of it now and, and what was so frustrating then or things that we did not, that we didn't like, or we wouldn't have chosen. We look back now and we say, man, that was just the hand of God and his protection over, over us going even further our own way. Mm -hmm. And, and him being able to bring us back and, and, and really be able to, to redeem and restore our marriage. And I think about, um, as we were in those seven years, man, there was so many things that we learned and, and that really allows us to, to, to minister to people today. And one of those is, you know, for seven years, we learned how to be single parents and, and, and really being able to focus on our kids and, and our personal relationships and being able to, to dig in to that. And I believe that being able to look at and, and learn the single parenting hood um, things has helped us as we've come back together um, now over right at, over six years ago. I know. It's been, it's been a good, so, good run. So this is a weird question. And, and I know we're going to, folks, just so you know, if I'm asking weird questions, you think I'm taking up time, we're going to come back with tomorrow's broadcast as well and get into what they're training now and things of that nature. But uh, I just want to go back to the question you I mean, it's everything hunky dory. So you 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 get back, you uh, you know, stand in front of God and your family, and and I mean, just an inspiration to me, honestly. But I mean, there had to be some weirdness that came along with getting back together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it couldn't, it didn't go back to marriage day one. Um, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to talk about that. Well, um, that's probably going to be a little bit longer than this show mm-hmm. has. So let me just. We'll talk about that coming up in our in the next one. But leading up to that, we really believe that God used our girls and the prayer of many people because mm. we had so many people telling us we've been praying, we've been praying, we've been praying. And on that day, since you brought it up, on that day when we got remarried, our youngest daughter wrote, and she was only eight, mm-hmm. eight when we got remarried, and she wrote us a card that said she had been praying for us to get 
remarried and that God would put us back together. Um, she said, I've been praying for this every night, and she wrote, wrote it. Um, and so, um, you know, God used uh, so many of us back together. The, the pastor who, who hired us initially from college, yeah. we uh, went to see him when he was, we were kind he was, of— He was on his— his deathbed and we were we were starting to kind of see each other and um he just had tears in his eyes and talked about how he'd been praying for us and um, he passed away before we you know got remarried but it was weird we had some weird things so tune yeah. back in and uh yeah so <laughs> tune back in tomorrow on that now i want you folks to know uh that in the front of my own my old nelson bible i had three pages worth of prayer requests and the 17th one down had david mm -hmm and Aaron's name there. So I was working with their dad. Uh, he was at a church that I was a, uh, a member of in uh, Virginia when all this had transpired the first time. And, uh, but anyway, he contacted me. And so more about that tomorrow. Hey, listen, folks, if you need to get a hold of us, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com, find these folks out there on Facebook at Family Fit Ministries, and we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.